Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This episode is going to be, the dynamic is the same dynamic as the 8th grade episode. And the stands will like will lean and will side with you like they saying. did with here's what I'm grade. saying. I mean, I was pretty vociferously chewing y'all out about how much I love eighth grade and yes. how much I stand eighth grade. Correct. On my way to Benjamin's house today in my car, I'm listening to the A twenty four podcast's newest episode, which features a conversation between Elsie Fisher of eighth grade fame and Molly Ringwald. And I just started crying in my car as Elsie Fisher was not saying anything of substance, but was just like, oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I just like started (laughs) crying. And I am not, I mean, I was very moved by Suspiria, but I'm not, I I can't imagine myself like hearing Dakota Johnson on Fresh Air in a couple weeks and just crying in my car. When when, when she's not even saying anything, when she's like, um, Luca and I have a pretty fascinating relationship. (laughs) You weeping. Cut to you weeping. <laughs> See, I think you don't. Cut to Nicole Kidman in Rabbit Hole. You AKA don't me. like. <laughs> you don't love Suspiria as much as you loved Eighth Grade, and I don't dislike Suspiria as much as I disliked Eighth Grade. Right. We're we're all more in the middle. Maybe you hate Suspiria. Well, I, I'm not in. I'm eighth not grade. in the middle. Ahem. I hated Suspiria. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the middle. I mean, therefore, right. ben, ben is in the middle. But I'm is pretty it, in the middle. But is this okay? Great. I might give it a two and a half. Well, it's it's either going to be okay. Great. So you could be like, well, should I? I don't want to make a Supreme Court uh, metaphor, but I'm just going to say, like, for instance, if if Brandon was just like, this is the worst piece of shit I've ever seen. Sort okay, of, no. sort, sort of like you know, um, I don't know if you've read the the review uh, in the San Francisco Chronicle. Mick LaSalle had a real uh, hum singer printed in there. May I? Oh, please. <clears throat> if life. Were in- <laughs> He's bringing the microphone closer to his mouth. <laughs> if life were infinite an and leisure eternal, <laughs> and if the only challenge were how to fill the endless hours with something, anything that might divert us even slightly, the Suspiria would still be something to miss. <laughs> Centuries and even millennia might go by. And it would still make sense to say no to this movie because there's just never a good time to see anything this worthless. What's the reason? Yeah, I disagree with that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just the, kidding. The reason why that, and by the way, Brandon, I mean, you are you are giving me so much of Edith Peron right there. I mean, you are holding this microphone to your face. You are wildly gesticulating. Wow. I mean, I'm I'm big into it. Um, the reason why that is poor writing is because of the absolute. Oh, is it? Because of the absolute. No, it's just like it's like standard like bad letterbox log where it's like <clears throat> in the beginning there was a camera and you put the camera on the people and acting was born. If time was infinite, yeah. I would rather. What? Like, Excuse what the fuck me. Are you talking he also about? could say it in one sentence. Exactly. No, that's if, the other. He thing. repeats the same thing of more, several times. Yeah. His editor needed a word count. He was like, Ugh. he's like, I am my own. Not at all. <laughs> mm. 
God. He needed a mother editorial. See, I would much rather oh, we this didn't, movie We didn't exist name him by other. name. Oh, really? Nick LaSalle. There he is. <laughs> Garbage human. San Francisco Mick. Chronicle. Mick, we'd love to have you on the show. First official guest, Mick LaSalle. Mm. Right. I, to your point, Ben, yeah, I'm glad this movie I think exists. everyone needs to see it, even if I didn't like it. Yes, to, to form, yeah, to form, form your own opinion. opinion, and there is worthwhile stuff in it, even to, other than Mick LaSalle, I think most... <laughs> Then who else is there apart from Nick LaSalle? Excuse you. I think most haters do see some value in certain aspects. Yes, I am a hater who is very glad he saw it. It did. You or Mick? You're glad Mick saw it or you're glad glad he saw it? Certain aspects of it did get an emotional response from me that I don't know if it was the intended response, but we cannot deny that there was an emotional response. I, I'm not going to necessarily stand for the two and a half hour runtime, but I do think that there is an accumulation of feeling in this thing that by the time Luca just like punches you in the heart, maybe it's a little manipulative with, with the with the epilogue. And well, <laughs> well, first he rips out your heart in the final chapter and yes. then he stomps on your heart in the epilogue uh-huh. and then you're feeling something. But I think that it's built on these well. like layers of guilt and trauma that are established earlier in the film, but I don't even necessarily want to get into this yet. If... Butter Meinhof group had been referenced one more time. I was going to stab myself in the neck like the one lady does. <laughs> like, <laughs> which was, by the way, uh, I mean, and, 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 she and, stabbed and, herself in the neck. I was like, ugh. I mean, we same. we've all seen M Night Shyamalan's The Happening, right? No, I haven't. Iconic oh, motion picture. This is, I believe, it's the first kill in the thing. He ice picks himself in the head. Oh, it's neck. Yeah, and it, yeah a man a man at a park bench stabs himself in the neck with a part with a uh, sewing needle. Yes. Correct. Similar to Have you seen that clip of Mark, Mark Wahlberg playing a teacher in this? And he's like, the, I've seen the whole movie. The wind. The, someone tweeted the, bees. the the clip without context, just like tweeted the clip because mm. it's hysterical on its own terms. It's just when like he's Mark just talking Wahlberg. about like the other side of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. He's just talking about uh, Orson Welles' The Other Side of the Wind. You know exactly. how I feel about the wind? I think it's very moving. Zero. Wow. <laughs> I think it's moving. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg's like, the why are the plants moving. dying? The bees. What's happening? Where are they going? The bees. Scott, it's the greatest movie ever made. I mean, talk about chemistry. Zoe Deschanel and Mark Wahlberg. Oh, like, wow. No oh, yeah. way. Mm. Uh, they mm. are good. What mm. year is that? Like, 09? Mm. 08? Okay. That's fine. I-O. But this would be like after The Lady in the Water. Correct. Yes, this was when he was on his shit streak. So that's like really <laughs> when I had given up because I did see The Lady in the Water. 2008. Lady in the Water. Rated PG. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> oh man, you just like took me back. Oh yeah, I'm sweating. Okay, I am too. Let it's me, hot in here. Let me. Intro. It was a warm. It's still warm during the day. It's fucked. I hate. I mean, we're all this, wearing like, sweaters. That too. Sweaters. Okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, you're wearing a nice Disneyland sweatshirt. Thank you. I knew you. Did you go recently? It. No, this is from ben, like you have four years ago. When, I've been tidying up. When did you? T- I was. I was gonna look over. You've to been, been here been, since <laughs> I've tidied. No, I, and then I realized I had. Ben generally, oh, it's right there. Ben yeah. has had like a, a hand painted Magic Castle. Yeah, magic that, my friend Stephanie, whose party we were at, painted this Magic Castle. The oh, Golden cute. Globe party? Yeah. At the Halloween party that we went to? Uh, where I was blitzed. I forgot you, you got. Oh, you got lit. I Holy hate, shit. hate that I was. And out on the way Oops. home, I said, How much did you drink? And you were like, Not that much. And I. You did. <laughs> Quite a bit. <laughs> were you sneaking? You were doing shots at some point. Were you sneaking Zannies For in the like bathroom? a long time, you guys were at that table doing shots. Fuck. <laughs> I'm so sad I wasn't there. And it was like nine o'clock. Hell yeah. <laughs> that was later. Eleven. 
We were this no is like me with a double. Wine I was pour in bed at by eleven thirty. So we, I was being peer pressured. You were, but that girl I got to be like gay. I got to. Dr- I'm driving, so no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Bye. I think I got. Sick How was New York? Party. Well, here's the thing about New York. There's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Wow, it's a pretty busy city. You saw Diane Weiss. You know, rock. you know. I'll get to that. You know, you 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 sit on the subway. You're walking down, walking down Madison Avenue. You're just looking at all these people. Everybody's got a story. You know what wow. I mean? It's true. Everybody's got a story. They should monetize that somehow. Well, they, they just have... made a show about it called The Romanoffs, I think. Oh. Hello. I was going to ask, is anyone yeah. going to watch The Romanoffs? No. I haven't watched The Romanoffs. I said, are you going to? I've lived The Romanoffs because I was in New York last week. Oh, yeah. I know you because I was gonna because I was gonna make a reference to one of the episodes, but I didn't want to spoil anything. Have you seen the Isabel episode? No, not yet. Isabel. I'm watching it quite slowly. Good. Is it all out? No, it's they're it, they're releasing episodes weekly for Amazon. Amazon's never done that. It's because it's Matt Weiner. I'm sure he was like, God, it's so great. I he mean, was just like, no. Amazon mm-hmm. is doling it out week by week. Netflix mm-hmm. is doing theatrical releases a month before they debut, debut yeah. on the streaming platform. It's, it is a, what world are we living in? The end times. Maybe. It is the end times. I mean, it, it's like once, um, yeah, like the canary in the coal mine is Netflix uh, saying, no, Caving. We, we, we can wait a month. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Is Netflix being like, we? Ted Sarandos wants an Oscar so fucking bad. Oh, yeah. So bad. Well, he's going to get it this he's, year. He's I, I've completely it. come around on Roma, although my, pro, my public position is that A Star is Born is winning the Big Five. My private position is that it's going to be Roma, Barry Jenkins, Cradley Booper, uh, Olivia Coleman. Do you think Mahershala Ali? Barry's uh, gonna win Best Director again. Oh, I'm just. just I'm, he hasn't won already. Best Director. Oh, you're right. But I still, think I think there might be a split. Not again. Not if Roma. I wins think best there might picture. be a no, split. No, I think Alfonso gets it if Roma. There might be a split. You haven't seen Roma. No, I haven't. But I've completely come around <laughs> on it. I think that the favorite. I think if, your, I think if your Roma is wins win original, Best Picture, it will win Best Director. I think. Like, period. I think Yorgos <laughs> is going to win original. I think Spike is going to win adapted. I think we're going to see two directors, two writer directors, winning in the writing categories. That's what yeah. I'm that's how they like to award them. Yeah. Yes. That those those uh, predictions seem good to me. I don't. I don't necessarily Pretty think good. Barry is going to win. I'm just deciding that I think he's going to. Oh, okay. I think Regina is the only win that that movie will get. Oh, and I didn't even say who I thought would win supporting actress. I think Regina. Regina but I do. Who's think director Regina. for you? Oh, Quran. this is the Arcade Quran. Fire podcast. I'm going to say mm-hmm. Roma. Regine. Roma and Alfonso. Bradley. Cradley. Cradley. <clears throat> Cradley. Melissa you McCarthy. Need- Hell fucking yeah. Really? If she edges up, I'll be fucking lit. She's she's my winner and I in my mind. Timothee. You think it's gonna happen? Regina. Oh my god. Ooh, the Timothee. I do think Timothee. Holy shit. I mean the Mahershala. You are telling Lady Gaga Mahershala to go wait over impossible. there. The Mahershala <laughs> would be a little absurd. Okay, can I tell you when I was walking down the Arclight hallway to get to Suspiria, I heard Not to get to by regional. the way, shit. Yeah. And then, and then on my way out of Suspiria when I was weeping at how disappointed I was, <laughs> an Arclight employee walks by going, by the way, sat like oh my to God. himself. I love and, it. And your expectations for the film. We're left by the wayside. Oh, they were. Can I? Okay, speaking of Arclight employees, I just heard the worst comment about Suspiria when I was exiting the dome yesterday. From an employee? From an employee who, the employee is waiting right outside the wings as folks are filing out. He sees these two or 
two, I don't even remember because uh, I had had two wines, but like a two, two Movie or three. Pours. Yeah. And, and I guess I'm going to defend this film having been a little tipsy while watching it. I put on yeah, the record. But, um, well, I mean, my judgment was possibly. I've never watched a movie sober, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this, 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 this young male employee approaches this group of young men. Did you see what his fave? You probably weren't close No, enough. but his I saw some movie. great faves yesterday. I saw Killer of Sheep. Mm. Um, wow. I saw Orlando. Oh, wow. But that was back when I saw was a star. That a hot That's when I saw A Star is Born. Um, it was an older homosexual. Oh, um, nice. Quite strapping. But this employee goes up to these guys and goes, oh my God, man, how about that? When she's when she, when she she gets her body all twisted and she's like spitting up blood. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, the second the movie was over, this guy approaches these total strangers and is like, how about that twisty lady, though? <laughs> Ew. Kill him. Like, fuck Ew. off. Fire him. Yeah. You know, I was pooping on the movie today to a coworker, and she just, pooping she loved it. it. And she was just like, well, you're not a woman. And I was like, oh, fuck. Maybe Great, she, that's a maybe well, she's right. <laughs> well, plenty of women have written vitriolic reviews. <laughs> oh, that is true. I, I quoted Queen from Manola. two earlier today. That is at true. Because when she did say that, I took pause to realize, wait, how's the gender reviewing Ben Skew? But you're right, women have pooped yeah. on it too. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a fairly divisive Equal opportunity movie. pooping. It's a mm-hmm. fairly divisive <laughs> movie across all critical spectra. I have no mm-hmm. problem with what the movie's themes are going for. No, like, it's not like I find that objectionable. Nor do I find. I mean, really, I think a lot of the dance troupe stuff works really well. That's my favorite. Part. I don't love it. I don't. I think. Okay, I just have to start here. I have. We to. haven't even started the podcast. Can I intro and then we'll start <sighs> with you? I hate the editing. <laughs> okay, no, no, we can talk about ah! this. we can talk about this because as soon as the movie started, and there we're cutting every millisecond. <laughs> I could Ben and I were in the same theater. I could feel Ben's the heat radiating from his <laughs> fucking forehead two hours it away. It was a little jarring. I well, settled I settled in. But, but it, the rhythms change, but I'm I agree. I mean I think it's way overcut in the beginning. And I get it, it's like we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna say we're gonna ten more times, and this is the only time I'll bring this up. We're gonna we're gonna oh, we're sweaty in here. We're gonna mm, we're gonna we're gonna sweating. get a stew going. We're gonna um mirror. <laughs> The Chloe Grace Moretz character's sense of frazzled interiority. God, that scene made me want to fucking jump out a window. All right. Okay, shut up. (laughs) We are here. Hello. (laughs) We'll get to your editing point once I end you. Hello. Um, This is Movies IMO. I'm going to chop this episode up so that not even a whole word (laughs) is ever... We're gonna we're gonna chop. We're gonna it's dice. It's gonna be like <laughs> that's the experience gonna... of watching Suspiria. <laughs> it's not. It's the experience of watching like the first fifteen minutes of Suspiria. Yeah, I don't think it settles that much. It's... I think you just you. Are... I got drunk. No, I think <laughs> you, no, I think you, you were just... more able to get on its wavelength, and I am very. Ben, you could say I fell. I under. could spell mm. one oh. more time. Fell under its spell. <laughs> Oh Jesus! Okay, <laughs> hello. We're your favorite. We're your favorite film. Faggots. What's the name of the show? I said we're. It's movies. IMO. We're gonna do a podcast. It's a podcast where you listen to us talk about things. That's a podcast. Who are we? We're your favorite film faggots. I'm Brandon Kirby. I'm Ben MP. I'm Mother Suspiriorum. Jesus Christ. I'm Mother Monster, Lady Gaga. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brandon is Mother Earth. 
I want to be the blob mother in the chair. Tilda's Mother Marcos. Okay, I didn't realize it was Tilda's third role until someone had to tell me that. I'd same. Were you I have one, a lot of Tilda issues. Were you what? the one who said that that um that Mother Marcos looks like um Pizza the Hut from Spaceballs? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, may, I may have come up with that myself. That's good. Accurate. Good. We are here Worked for me. today to talk about Luca Guarinino's remake of the 1977 classic horror masterpiece, reimagined remake. <laughs> it's an of Dario Argento's Suspiria. And we're also talking about some Giallo films Black Lace and Blood. Blood and Black Lace. <laughs> <laughs> My new favorite movie that I don't know the title of. Very much same. No, all day. And while I was watching. Black? It, I Googled no, it all recently day. to get those images. Yeah. And I was like. Black Blood and Lacey Lace. Like, I don't know the title. The whole time I'm watching the movie, I'm like, God, how would I never heard of Black and Blood Lace? <laughs> Fuck, Black and Blood Lace. I don't know what it's called. This shit's like vertigo. <laughs> what the fuck's it called? Black Blood, blood and blood. Black Lace. It's called Blood and Lace Black. My new favorite movie, Black Blood and Black Lace. It's called The Cook, The, the, the movie, it, the title in Mario Italian Bava's. is like Six Women and Something. That might be a more accurate Which reflection. Is, I yeah. didn't Although I there's like, the I haven't seen was. In Fabric, and you did see In Fabric, mm-hmm. right? There is an element of like this cursed black lace dress mm-hmm. in the motion picture. Mm. Now, as I said about Suspiria, when I watched the first one, this movie makes me understand In Fabric more and like it less, because it's such a bad version of Jello Horror. Not seen it at AFI Fest. Plug. Plug. They're not paying us for this because all the tickets are free. You're right. Audi, pay us. That's right. <laughs> Audi, Audi, pay Venmo us. has $57, please. <laughs> 57 <laughs> Our rate has gone up. Um, okay, let me just go through our homework. I think uh, this is our 57th episode. Is it? I, I don't know. It is. Argento's yeah. Deep That's Red right. and the original Suspiria, of course. Which and Baba's, what is it, Black and Blood? Blood and black lace. Bava's. Um, I actually don't remember anymore. Blood black, and black and black blood. And black lace. Balls, blue balls. Black blue balls. Blue balls. Lace. This is a family show. <laughs> and I'm on the Jalo horror episode. Jalo. Mm, I, I don't. Know. It's vi- they're very violent. I was very when very the masked very man. Very gory zero. When the masked man takes the woman's head in his hand and pushes her face toward the. The, the hot iron bell. Mm. It's like, what the fuck? Ding, ding, baby. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I loved it. it was, Have you guys uh, seen the video of the woman eating a hamburger and she just quietly goes, I love this. Yes. <laughs> Me watching Jello Horror. Yeah, yeah yes. same. It's, um, <laughs> I can't believe that it has taken me this long to start watching Jalo movies. And by this long, I mean really up until a couple days ago, considering I was a kid who was hooked on Scooby-Doo. Oh. And mm. these movies... Are very Scooby-Doo-zero. They're psychedelic, and gory Scooby-Doo. And you are a young theatrical faggot. Big time. And these are very... Bombastic. I mean, the mask. Well, no, I spent so much time thinking about how theatrical these movies were. I started asking myself, is it problematic that we refer to movies as theatrical when they put an emphasis on set design when there are so many iconic instances of minimalist theater that choose yeah. to uh, invert that idea and focus less on the set design, wow. maybe more on the the acting, the wow. uh, the black box of it all? Oh. But oh, yeah. 
Scooby-Doo. Oh, yeah. I was thinking about my young life as a theatrical faggot listening to the Elsie Fisher, Molly Ringwald, A24 podcast episode. Because I was thinking about how... I don't. I went into a fugue state on that episode, so I don't remember what I said. But I, so I may have said this before. But I, I don't know if I'd say if I was a shy kid because I was doing theater, but because I did theater, everybody thought I was like an outgoing kid, right? But actually, I was deeply anxious extroverted, on the inside. An extroverted introvert. Well, but I was an extroverted in the hallways. You, know you what were I mean? or weren't? I was just extroverted on the stage, sweetie. The stage with those lights. Those lights and the, and, 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 and the left and right wings and the green room. The green room. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you had a green room in middle school theater. <laughs> okay. Um, I was the star. So <laughs> let me do a brief summary of... Oh, God. Of, the going two hour be, and thirty two minute. I know it's going to be Suspiria. Hundred and fifty. I know what he's going to do. What am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> Let me give you a plot summary of of the new Suspiria. <laughs> You're wiping like around your eyelids. <laughs> the tears away. You're doing the rose burn. <laughs> I'm not ugly. When she pats under her chin, that's the best one. Suspiria tells the tale. <laughs> it's a tale as old as time. It's a tale of. <laughs> now I can only do that. It's, it has the color palette of a baby's diaper. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't disagree, but I don't it think that's a bad place thing. I know. I in don't 1977, the, the year of the original Suspiria release. How clever! There's a Berlin Wall outside this dance palace, and Tilda <laughs> has long, flowy hair. There's a witch lady under the floorboards, and a woman dies. I thought the idea of a Berlin a Wall was die. really interesting. Just to, I can't, he came up with that. I couldn't believe it. I think it's interesting. I think it's a little... I mean, I'm just joking. I know you are, and I'm not responding. (laughs) It's a little... Did it have to be right outside? Did it have to be right there? Did it have to be in every shot? Every fucking shot. Did you know? Did you know what year it is and and what what the setting is? Did you know? Look, there's that wall again. Oh, I love that he was like, hmm, Suspiria came out in 1977. What else happened in 1977? It was the most radical terrorist time in Deutschland. That's going to be an element of the movie. Well, he That's going to be more all, than half of the movie. First of, all, even. first of all, he didn't write the script. And second of all... That doesn't I, mean he didn't direct the script. I understand, but I don't understand why you think that he reverse engineered it like that. I mean, I, it's... it's he prob- Because he's an academic... Okay. I mean, I'm already exhausted. <laughs> 20 minutes in, we're done. I don't know. It's just very, it's just very... I think she joined the RAF. <laughs> the RAF. Well, what is the RAF? Well, let me tell you. Well, I eat my pie through my pasta. There's a bomb. <laughs> I can smell it. I mean, the bomb went off down the street. You, you would smell it. But I love that she's like, I, I recognize the smell of a bomb specifically. I like that you guys are that you guys are craving subtlety in a film that is clearly not interested in no, that. I'm not apart from the subtlety, emotionality I'm just of it, craving <laughs> that we just watch a lesbian relationship between Dakota Johnson and I just, Swinton. I think it's there. Of course, I want more. <laughs> I want a three-hour movie. I, uh, I also. Uh, are we gonna do? Are we getting spoilerific in this? Uh, we always get spoilerific. A <laughs> This is a silly one. I think it is a major problem that we can't really get to know Dakota Johnson and 
and then uh, because you have to keep her at arm's length for the ending to work. That's not how I feel. Right. I don't. I don't think that I they're keeping that. her at arm's length. I think they're setting up from the beginning that there's an element of this woman that was chosen from birth, not necessarily by the witches, but that she was born in this sort of um, ethereal, emotional, like middle space, and she is there to carry out a duty. She is not mm-hmm. there to have the same journey as Susie Banyan in the original Suspiria. We're not right. supposed to watch her grow suspicious. We're not supposed right. to watch her realize that these walls are crumbling around me and that maggots are falling from yeah. the ceiling. Like we know from there's the get-go, they're there, witches. There's, of course, which I love, and we can talk about that, but there's something so... The, the thing that I love about the, the way that the Dakota Johnson character is portrayed and uh, is not, or let me back up, portrayed by the actress and also portrayed by the film thematically is that she is a cipher and she's not a cipher so we can put ourselves into her. She's a cipher because she's a vessel and she, it's sort of like her purpose is to get there yeah. to, to fulfill, you know, to eventually, I mean, what I like about the Madame Blanc character is that she's like a reformist <laughs> in the, in, in the coven and right. Dakota Johnson ends up fulfilling that role since Blanc gets her head chopped off. Right. Although maybe she lives. Who knows? Right. I love when she's. But like, I, I, oh, it doesn't. I, I'm not again. looking. I'm not looking for character development with that character. I don't think that's what it's about. I don't think. I think. I think that. Well, I think that. What I, I think. What the I film think, is more focused. Well, it's on, not development. It's, it's just the, the the problem for me is that the movie is set up to be that movie. No, it's not. Only because only because we all know the original movie. What? Well. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> there's I, I, an original. Well, it's like what I said, d- journey am I watching if not Dakota Johnson's journey? That was my struggle. It's not. I mean, I, I, I think it is. I, I think it's more of a thematic journey. I think it's more about following the coven and about which way that they are turning mm-hmm. in this tumultuous time in history. Yeah, it's not just the way that they are acting in resistance to the outside world, but internally they are squabbling, and there is a power struggle, and we are at this hinge point. Where we have the old guard, we have like the Marcos camp, and we have the Blanc camp, and I think that's yeah. really fascinating, and I think that's why like the Butter Meinhof stuff works perfectly fine for me. Although I also could deal with them saying the fucking Butter uh, Butter Meinhof. <laughs> Did I say it? I'm mean, at this point. It's just like nonsense. I can't say it right. Butter Meinhof. Yeah, Butter Meinhof. Yeah. Um, it, it it's like this tumultuous hinge point in history, like I just fucking said. Um, but I'm not. This is not a movie about. A young woman getting corrupted by witches, as we know, because the movie's not interested in hiding it from us. It's not a movie about a young woman like realizing her like artistic potential and then has it ripped away because she's betrayed right. by her teachers. That's not what it's about. It's about her in fulfilling this destiny. Um, I don't get a sense that it's her destiny until the end, though. I and get it the whole time because because specifically because she's not because, acting in resistance because, to any of it. Because of the are the flashbacks. And you know what them? it is? It's because we are never on a shot long enough for me to give a fuck. <laughs> Never once in the whole movie. That's not I, correct. I well, yeah. I for me, for me, her becoming the mother at the end, and like she was in this the whole time, and like she knew this was her role. Like it's such a bait and switch for me because I do, I don't see that from the beginning. I you don't get it in the scene where she performs Volk for the first time in the rehearsal room and kills that girl, which I want to talk about. But then when she eats chicken wings with Tilda Swinton, and no. No, really? I don't. No. I Wait. get nothing from Dakota Johnson in this movie. Oh, wow. I mean, I get I love bit... Dakota Johnson, but... I do, too. I agree that she's not giving Tilda's me Tilda's the only here. performance I like in this movie. Tilda's amazing. Tilda... 
Mia, as Madame Mia, Blanche. I, I think Mia Goth. Is yeah, the only we'll we'll I get like in this to movie. the Tilda. Mia Goth is on all. my best supporting actress ballot. Um, and <coughs> I Tilda, do like Mia and Goth. Tilda Swinton is on my best actress ballot. Because Mia not Goth, not to get too crass about it and put it in awards. Mia Goth takes the Jessica Harper role. Yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's right. a good yeah. observation. And that's, that's why I think I gravitated more toward the Mia Goth character. Right, but I don't but that's fine, that's fair, but I don't think I think that if you accept that Mia Goth is playing the role that we are expecting our protagonist to, if you're picking up on that, then you should stop watching the protagonist with similar expectations. Sure. At, at a certain point you're just acting in resistance to the movie and like Ben was saying maybe before we recorded or since we recorded like you're just willfully not getting on its level. If it, I'm, I, do you understand what I'm saying? Like I, you, you can't have it both ways. The movie threw me immediately, but I did try very hard to get on its level. Oh, I tried. And I could not. Because I, just, I knew very, very, very early on, this is not Suspiria. It's just not. No, it's not. Of it's course not. it's not. Okay, it's not I know. To be. I know. I was but not even knowing that. at all while watching it. I did when I left. Mm-hmm. But while I was uh-huh. watching it, I was just like, I, this is its own movie, and I'm following it, but I just like... I don't know why I have to care about Dakota Johnson. I don't get it. Again, I don't think that you're supposed to look at the Dakota Johnson character as the avatar for audience investment. I don't. Think so then, what? Right. What? 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 What does the audience get invested in? Why am I watching this story? You get invested in the Coven. That's what I got invested in. Oh well, I didn't. The like the inner politics of the Coven. I'll tell yeah, you. Yeah, the, 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 like, the like union organizing and up and down votes for leadership and the bureaucracy of it all. And like the Tilda Swinton reading the well, newspaper, then smoking a cigarette. Maybe on a they couch should have had included shots of people's faces for longer than five milliseconds. For longer than half a <laughs> I'll second. I'll tell you who I got invested in. Tanner. Look, The Shining is all Loved. wide shots. But I never don't know what the emotion is that I'm supposed to be feeling. I think that I think that um, that is the thought I had during. Yeah. This so movie. Th- this movie for me is so much less about human emotion than it is um, just which a, emotion. You know, just like tra- trans transference of emotion, weight of emotion, <laughs> weight of trauma, weight of guilt. Like just sitting in that, soaking in that. That's what propelled me through the movie. I just enjoyed absorbing all of that feeling, and 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 not in a way that that was related to. Who I'm projecting my own, like yes, human feelings versus which feelings onto. Like there's, there, I was I was compelled by the narrative of self-preservation, uh, of reformation, and then also just the artistry of the film itself and yeah. the artistry of the dance company and how that is also being used as a metaphor for resistance against men, resistance against fascism. Um, I can't claim this as a point of my own, and I also frankly didn't think of it because I'm watching this movie as a man and I'm not as smart as I'd like to be, but. Um, I liked Emily Oshida's review quite a bit where she was talking about just like the inherent like um, when it comes to the bodies like just the, yeah. the violence and trauma of that's, being a woman that's the part mm. I connected with the most was the bodies the sound of the bodies no, the sound the of the same. Dance. the body but, horror but is the, incredible the 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 uh, the shrieking just the female mm-hmm. body of it all is, is really striking that was the best stuff and a Something lot of that came in the dancing yeah and a lot of that came in the in the dream imagery which is like my favorite mm-hmm. part of the movie yeah i was just gonna say i was talking to a friend of the podcast jeffrey mccran about this movie today and one of his notes and something that i struggled with while watching it is um just make it like the women and don't have a single man in the movie well, there's not a single man in the movie. And well, there is character-wise. <clears throat> yeah. And but you I- are not... I mean, I know it is played by Tilda Swinton, and that adds a metatextual thing, but 
It is not intended Would, to be a woman. Sure, but I don't think that the movie is, you know, I, I think that the Lutz Eberdorf of it all is a troll, but I don't think the movie is trying to hide it from you that Tilda is playing the no. character. Well, they actively were. No, and I mean... As part of the film's campaign. But that's a completely different thing. You can't talk about a film's campaign, you can't talk about a trailer, and you can't talk about fandom when you're talking about the text. Yeah. I just think every minute I spent with him, I wished I wasn't. I loved it. <laughs> what, you, so, is it a good performance to you? Yes. Hmm. So, I, I'm, so I'm outnumbered. So the way the democracy works is that I don't get the floor here. So I, why, and don't talk to me, talk to each other, but why don't you, what repels you about that character and that performance? He was completely flat to me. I, I wasn't getting, I was looking at Tilda in, in heavy prosthetic makeup. I was distracted. I just cast a man. Why don't you just cast a man? That was my issue. I was just like, why am I following him go to East Germany? Yeah. To East Berlin. Yeah. To his house. Why does it end on a shot of his house? Yep. Why? Yep. Why is there a Michael Stolberg final monologue delivered to the old man? Why? Right. Why is this the story of the old man? Yeah. May I? Mm-hmm. I mean, because it's about the guilt of either being a good German or not doing enough to prevent atrocity. The reason why the movie ends what on What does the that have to do with witches? <clears throat> because the, I was literally going to say that same Because thing. the <laughs> witches are also existing in opposition to that same fascism, but they are holding to account folks like Lutz. What's his character's name? Joseph? Hederer? Hefterer? Hefterer? Tilda Swinton. Hedero? Hedero? Heffenweisen. Doctor Doctor Joseph Klemperer. 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 So the same way that the witches are in conflict with each other in terms of their the way to chart their best path forward and how to best interpret the past, there is a question of what do you do with people who didn't do all that they could to prevent deaths in the Holocaust, and that's where the two intersect. I mean, and that's why you have some of the witches who, you know, drag him into the dance academy mm-hmm. and, you know, strip him naked and flam or whatever they do. And then you have Dakota Johnson at the end who basically absolves him while also still punishing him by taking away his memories and therefore giving him a sort of peace, but at the same time takes away his memories and he doesn't know who his wife was. He doesn't mm-hmm. know who his uh, assistant is anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where they enter. Does that make sense? I mean, that's why she they enter. She, to me. She right. says, she says, we need shame, but we don't need yours. And that's when she, yeah. Well, because he also, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't believe women for the first, like, you know, 10 hours right. of and the they, movie. They shout that in, at him as they're <clears throat> dragging him in. Yeah. And I, nude. and I think that there's something interesting going on between him and the police officer who he goes to, uh, interrogate around the disappearance of the Chloe Grace Moretz character. And that's the same, if I'm remembering correctly, it's the same character who, in a scene that I love, the, the witches cast a spell on him. They hex him, strip him naked. And then are just like making fun of him. In I their did back like that. Room that's a fun And poking scene. his dick with their hook. Uh-huh. He, the, and Dakota watches it and is just like, huh, weird. The, the, the Heberer, the, the heteroer character, the, Tilda Swinton and, Dre- and, and Mandra. See, okay, it's stuff like well, that. Okay. I didn't finish my point. She, if she was the mother monster, 
Lady Gaga. Yeah. Why does she react like that? I don't understand what you're saying. When she peers in and sees that they're playing with a man's dick with a scythe and cackling. Because, because it's the same reason why she, again, she both absolves and punishes Joseph at the end. You can both take delight in, in, in the mocking of male authority, but not think that he needs to die for but it. But she's reacting to that as if, that's totally crazy to be happening at this dance academy. Not... Right. Oh, right. We're witches. And, and that is... I don't understand it, that because is, that's not how I read it. I, she seemed to be delighting in it. In oh, the way that I, I didn't see that it. at all. And she was confused because... She, it's not as if she is aware of her own destiny, even when she gets to Berlin. She Until doesn't, there's she, a flashing light in her bedroom. Hmm? Until the aurora borealis is in her bedroom. Sure, <laughs> but for all she knows, that's imaginary. I mean, it's... That you're, I think you're looking at it very literally, like in terms from her perspective, to think that she sees it once and is like, oh, yeah, great. No. No, I, I'm just kidding. I know, but I, I mean, but you're kidding, but there's an element of interpretation there. Like it's... I'm just making a joke. Okay, I'm sorry. It's my bad. But I don't... I just... What I was getting at... I guess I just... Hearing you talk about Dakota in this movie, I guess I just never realized... I didn't... I never was getting anything. Well, who the fuck knows what I think or if I'm right? I, I mean, just, it's it's a divisive movie, and I was moved by it, and I fe- and I was transfixed by no, her I character. No, I just mean like her journey. I was I wasn't. I'm my read of it was completely different. I got emotionally I invested in the Mia Goth character. I got emotionally invested in Madame Blanc, who we must discuss, and I got invested in the Joseph Hederower character as well. Klemperer. Klemperer. Um. And I got emotionally invested in which way the fucking witch union was going to go. I did enjoy the witch union. I mean, Dakota disappears for long stretches of the movie. I don't think, I think it's very easy to say that she's not the protagonist of the film in the, in the way that we're used to. Like, it's not her story. Um, it's, it's an ensemble picture, for one. Um, but her journey is more about arriving at the destination that she's supposed to be um, fulfilling, for lack of a better way to end that sentence. I mean, what I don't like is the scene, the flashback where she's like writing the words Berlin. Yeah. But I do think, yeah. it ma- but I do think it makes sense in the context of she's, she's born to lead this coven. She's born to, and, and just like, you know, it's not just like an everyday coven in like the back of a bodega. This is like, you know, a sophisticated fucking coven, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, she doesn't like, who know for her, it's like, she wants to go to Berlin. She's a kid. She's like, oh, like maybe it's dance. Maybe it's just getting out of my Mennonite community in Ohio. But she doesn't understand that there's a grander purpose at play. And neither do the witches. But there's a reason why Blanc is compelled to come down and watch her audition and then realize, like, this is Neo. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's she also, feels and it, a power. And it's why, and maybe I can stop talking and we can talk about Tilda as Madame Blanc here. But it's, it's the reason why Madame Blanc has this conflicted relationship with her where she knows that she needs to prep her as this vessel that they will dispose of while also realizing that this is someone that she has a real connection with and someone who possesses um, great energy, for lack of a better way of saying it. Yeah. What she do can we? do the jumps. She can do the fucking jumps. Jump. Higher. She can eventually. Higher. She gets to the jumps. I guess I need to be told twice. What did she say? She's like, this must be what it feels like to fuck. Oh, God. Well, that's my favorite scene in the movie. But you said you didn't get anything out of it when I brought it up earlier. What, that scene? Yeah. That's the scene where they're eating chicken wings. And she's like, "That's how it, I imagine that's how it felt like to fuck. That's my favorite scene. And then Tilda Swinton goes, a man? No, an animal. Mm. Uh, no, that's, my, that's not my favorite scene, but it's, that's, I like that scene. My favorite scene is the bone crunching dance. 
Well, I knew you'd love that, and I loved it too. That, that scene made the power me, of cross cutting. That's what I go to the movies for: is body horror, and that's in cross cutting. That, that's probably the most extreme body horror in the movie. Honestly, it one hundred percent is yeah. that. I was physically ill watching mm. it. It's when hard they to hug her. That was good, and drag her away. Chink. I, I realized that the, the shooting star emoji on your iPhone keyboard is the hook emoji. <gasps> it is. Yes. Gonna hook that mm. lady. Hook gam. Hook it. Gonna hook that gam. I couldn't I couldn't I couldn't get past some of the, the weird makeup like the Chloe Grace Moretz as a zombie woman. I thought mm-hmm. it totally worked. Yeah, that didn't bother me. I I've seen I've seen I've seen that pop up in other places too. And I uh, it looks I'd, like Nicole Kidman in Destroyer. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't get over the blob mother. The blob mother. Academy, soon to be Academy so, Award winner for so, best makeup so and hair. I, I, I am obsessed with the poster for Destroyer, which is half of Nicole's face, an extreme close-up, and it, lo- and it looks like she's the, the victim in Deep Red who gets drowned Burned in a her boiling face. bathtub. Yeah. Yes, she does. Uh, great complexion, beautiful, beautiful <laughs> complexion, beautiful skin. Great complexion, zero. Um, I want to talk about Miss Tanner and the way she flips her hair aggressively. Did y'all notice that? Which one was Miss Tanner? The fun one, the like Miss Blanc- Blanc's number two. Oh yeah, yeah with yeah. the face, with mm-hmm. the look. She with was always face. like sneering, mm-hmm. and then she's always like, "There's a moment where she like someone like falls on the fucking floor, like needs to be escorted." Oh no, it's when the first, um. The woman who gets body contorted, mm-hmm. she's like, you're witches, and leaves. And like as Tanner watches her leave, she just like returns and like flips her hair really aggressively like, huh. Back to one. <laughs> Back to one. So good. A dumb thought I had during this movie. Love dumb thoughts. In the middle of the big dance, Mia Goth is not there, and then she joins the dance in the middle. I was like... That would never happen. They would never let one of the chorus girls join the dance in the middle because that takes focus away from Dakota as the star. And that's crazy to me. (laughs) And it it, like took me out of the movie for a second. Just like the (laughs) politics of how performances go. That would never happen. And I realize you're joking, but what I like about- I mean, I am passionate about it, but it's a stupid commentary in the context of this movie. (laughs) I I appreciate that the movie is getting at the idea of dance as this collective body, this collective power, but then ties it one step further to the witchcraft. Like the dance itself is- Summoning, and I don't know enough about witchcraft, sweeties, but like summoning that energy. We gotta go to the witch candle shop. I should go to the witch candle Let's shop. Do a, after I this. need a positive right candle. I forget what it's named. The but name. I, I mean, the reason why she's put out there is because they need all the bodies in order right. to cast the spell. Right. And it and it's also like, you know, witches are not all good. You know what I mean? Like they're fucking killing people. They're twisting ladies into pretzels and there's like a torture element of why they're bringing her back out there. They, they are moving her body for her because she has to hit the steps, I guess, in order for the, the spell to be summoned. But like she has like a a bone that is basically still sticking out of her leg. They've put it back in, mm. but it's still there and that like they, they release her from the hex at the end and that's when she fucking dies because she's mm-hmm. been having to do pirouettes with half a leg. Yeah. Mood. Find it visceral. I find it impactful, and I think that I it, love the dance. And I and the reason why I don't have a problem with the chorus girl coming at the coming in at the end is because they need all of the bodies in order to work the magic, mm-hmm. work the and have the witness with. I mean, this is why. Like, I will actually do think I'll see this movie again. I but, wish there were shots of her dancing. I wish there were more shots in this movie. 
But the but the point is, I that just wish there was more editing, more dancing, <laughs> more crying, more screaming, more crying, more women, more dancing, less more, men. More dancing. There are no men in this movie. <laughs> Again, there are male characters. Sure, there's two. Ugh. And I don't want them. I don't want them. There's no get s- rid of them. There's no scene where there's only like where where there's not a woman present. So I know the idea. That, okay, the idea another that thing that is, is just like a personal pet peeve of mine. Yeah, this movie opens with. This story will be told in six chapters on an epilogue. It's very Lars von Trier. And any fucking movie that asks you to count down <laughs> makes me insane. I hate it. It makes I hate like, it. Like it's okay to break it up in chapters. Do not announce there will be six chapters in an epilogue. That makes me want to kill myself. It doesn't bother. That me. also makes me want to stab myself in the neck because I I do just count with a sewing needle. And I do think, oh, we're yeah. only here. We have about an hour and a half left. Okay, now we probably have about an yep. hour left. Well, yep. when I realized that the first, yep. three, when I realized that the first three chapters were, were not of, um, uh, not of, uh, they didn't all have the same length. Yeah, that's when I stopped realizing. That's when I stopped focusing on whether or not if we're in chapter four, that means we have forty-five minutes to go. Like chapter five is pretty short, and chapter I'm two is pretty long. Obsessive about it. I'm just obsessive about it. Is the final. <clears throat> Seance death sequence colored red because it wouldn't pass the MPAA otherwise. Yes I or no? Literally didn't think about that one. I don't think so. Okay, good. I think we're in a new era where that's not going to be. I want. I I wondered that. It's what, not sexuality. What, They'll let anything violent these days. But pass. they're nude. Yeah, but what's good mo- point. what's more upsetting is just like those overhead wide shots of all the bodies moving in unison. Like that's what's unsettling. Like the 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 wide scale witchcraft of it, the the heads blowing up, or you know, routine. You're a gamer. You should be used to it. You're a gamer. True. I don't know. I, that thought crossed my mind. That was my stupid thought of the film. That's not stupid, but I don't agree. <laughs> I didn't really feel anything know. in that scene. Yeah, I I I, I, I really I was the only the only like real point. emotional reaction I had to this movie is when Tilda and Dakota hold hands when Dakota's in bed. Mm. So intimate, and they're speaking telepathically. Mm-hmm. I didn't even love like what they were saying. It's literally just I like the image of them holding hands. Then for you, when they're speaking telepathically, was that your moment where you were like, "Oh, she's in on it"? No, no. But Dakota's not even in on. She doesn't know that she's in on it. I mean, if you want to talk about her arc, it's when she enters during the ceremony. I mean, she Dakota is speaking out loud. Her mouth is moving. And Tilda's in that scene? lips are not, yes. Because Tilda is speaking telepathically. S- and not Dakota the is whole speaking, time. Not They're... the whole time, but for some of it. And I didn't. I don't think that she started speaking in her head because she realized I can do this now. I think that it's more seamless. I think it's more about transference than anything else. Because that was the moment for me. I was like, oh, she's not. Like, I feel like I should have caught that. Caught no, I, the whole time I was just like, oh, she's just like naturally a powerful witch. Like unconsciously it's like yeah. the harry potter thing of you can do things and you don't realize <laughs> you're it. a witch dakota you're a witch dakota you're a witch dakota um <laughs> like that's just how i read it until the very end mm-hmm. until we get to the final showdown yeah the final showdown which yeah i had i felt i felt nothing and the <laughs> i don't know same. i don't know i know really, same but... i mean people's fucking Heads are exploding. Dakota's ripping her chest open. Tilda's neck is getting split off. Yeah, I'm like, and it's like I, I should feel something. I know, and I'm like, I'm told, I, I get it. She's killing off the Marcus contingent. Marcus. 
I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I was un- I was unfeeling. And then a- epilogue. <clears throat> transference of power. <laughs> a transference sure of values. A bloody revolution. To uh, to quote Amy Taupin. Well, if that's the movie, so that sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. I know. I, I do I think wish... that's just the most like yummy bitchy. It is dismissal mm. of all time. That's so good. If it's the movie, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get hyperbolic like Nick LaSalle of all time. Mm. If you hear any phrase of this millennium, <laughs> it's that one. The centuries could pass it's and like, still they, we didn't have movies <laughs> like <laughs> centuries ago the universe was bored and like, what what are you doing <laughs> when you take one scene and then you go into another scene it's called structure and when you go from one shot to another shot it's called editing and just like these are these are my favorite letterbox reviews <laughs> motion pictures or Movies, as they're more commonly known. <laughs> what, what you might not know is that when you are watching a film, you are watching 24 frames in one second. It's still photography pushed together really quickly. It's a moving picture. Your eyes do the work of making it look like the image is moving. If you're watching a movie and your guttural impulse is to go, ha! You might be watching what is most commonly known as a comedy. If you're watching a movie and your most guttural impulse is to go, boo-hoo, what you may be watching (laughs) is called drama. (laughs) If you're watching a movie (laughs) and you feel your heart fluttering fast, might be what is commonly known in the trades as a thriller. This movie (laughs) is what what we call a horror. What the fuck? A horrifying motion picture. (laughs) If you're watching a horror picture, (laughs) if you're watching a movie and you're feeling a guttural response of blood (laughs) tripping down your tongue, what you may be watching is a horror movie. (sighs) Jesus. <laughs> so on to Giallo horror. <laughs> I'm doing the rose bird. Yeah, I know, I'm sweating. We were just I'm, not ugly, I'm not ugly when I cry. I'm sweating, which, uh, you know, it's sort of the... Res- <laughs> if you're watching a movie and you're sweating, you might actually be in a sauna. You might be watching 8th grade. <laughs> I was sweating watching 8th grade. If you're watching a picture and have no emotional response, it might be Suspiria. <laughs> you might be a sociopath. <laughs> oh. Okay. No, not you, but no feeling. Uh, uh. Let's talk about the original Suspiria. <sighs> if One of my favorite movies ever of all time. <laughs> Go for it, girl. From the centuries beginnings. I don't know. I have nothing to... <laughs> From centuries past, Suspiria. <laughs> I'm surprised that Mick LaSalle didn't like the reimagining of Suspiria, considering it is all about, like, centuries past and, like... The, the weight of the past on the present. Like, the way that he writes his review, you yeah. would think that these are important issues to him. What movies does he like? Let's go to his Metacritic okay, history. Okay, why don't we pull it up? I... You know what he loved? He loved White Boy Rick. That's Did good, he? That's a good film. Say White Boy Rick again. You know what? Yeah, one of the best films of the year is White Boy Rick. <laughs> when I think about White Boy Rick, I think about Richard Roper. I can't um, even believe that that's a real movie. <laughs> 
I'm going to talk. I'm gonna Richard punish. Roper. Did no. he say it's one of the best movies of the year? What does Richard no. Roper have to say about any 2018 so here, releases? So, so Richard Roper, uh, speaking of white boy Rick, I think I've talked about this on here before, but he was briefly doing video reviews as an opportunity to pivot to video and oh, I, I get those passions, baby. And when that. he did the Magic Mike XXL review a few years ago, I believe he was wearing a do-rag. And oh, <laughs> was no. like, which fact check me, but I'm pretty sure he was. And he's like, yo, yo, <laughs> Magic Mike XXL, worst movie of the year. Oh. Like, something like that. Oh, fuck. I, re- I like remember that. Wow. Yeah. So when I think about White Boy Rick, I think about that. Did you notice like, that a candle to be witchy tonight? Ooh. I, I did notice that actually. To be witchy. Um, I'm just going to give up. I mean, I, I have more to say about this movie, but it's. it's I, Ooh, I feel he like liked Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, but he also loved Can You Ever Forgive Me? Everyone likes Can You Ever Forgive Me? Okay, I know that, like, this is just a touchy subject and different people interpret it in different ways. I don't like the way that this movie invokes the Holocaust. It offends me. I And I, that's just, like, that's just my natural response to it, and it is it, what it, it is. It felt a little bit icky to me. Mm-hmm. Just a wee bit icky. I think it's an effective, effective interrogation of guilt. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying anyone who doesn't feel that way is a bad person. It's not like, I'm, I mean, it is, it's just, I mean, like, I don't think you can't make movies about the Holocaust is what I'm trying to say, but I just don't like it in this usage. Yeah. I, I, to quote Manola's review, it's like, it's to me, it just felt like he was like grasping for like meaning and mm-hmm. depth and just. Did, it does it feel doesn't like fully coalesce for he me. He has wanted to make this movie for so long. As Manola talks about in her review, he's wanted to make this movie since he was a teenager. He didn't write the script, nor did he write it when he was a teenager. So. He has wanted to remake Suspiria I'm, I know that. I know, since he was I know a teenager. That, I know that, but he didn't write this script, and he didn't write this script as a teenager. So you can talk about him bringing a vision to life that he's had forever. But no, we, I know. But we've mostly been talking. Not, I didn't we've say. mostly been talking about narrative stuff and character stuff. We haven't been talking about his vision. So I think that's almost beside the point of the conversation we're having, unless and, you want to open it up and talk about why he fails to visually articulate anything. I think that he can have narrative ideas that he had a writer employ, and I think that is very just based on what I know of what he did with worked with James Ivory on the Call Me by Your Name script. He doesn't have a writing credit on that. Sure. To suggest that just because he didn't write it doesn't mean that it's not his idea. I'm suggesting that it's such a behemoth of a movie that to suggest that. This is the movie that he had in his head when he was fifteen. No, that's not. What, the movie. That's not what I was going to say. That, and that he's been sitting on these ideas, and that they come out half baked when he had someone else who actually put them on paper. And surely he was giving input, and he was helping craft it. But ultimately, he's not the one responsible, or he's not solely responsible for it. I think is to is is to take the auteur theory in in a way that bolsters your argument. More so than actually comments on what's on the on the screen. No, but no, but I actually do think like he. I think he had the ideas for this Suspiria reimagining, and he entrusted a writer he's worked with before. He's entrusting just like he's entrusting actresses he's worked with before for something that he's been passionate about since maybe he was fifteen. Yeah, which is very interesting. <laughs> Okay, the original, not, to, not to get all Freudian about it. The okay, la- wait, 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 wait. Last thing I want to say: Did y'all notice in the final dance thing, 
Tilda's wearing like bright red pumps and there's, no, there's no. not, there's not, it's just like, you can only see it. Like there's an overhead, like far away Is it shot. When she's wearing that, the flowy thing. No, flowy she's wearing pants. Thing? No, it's not the flowy red thing. Oh, okay. she's, she's wearing all black, but she's wearing red pumps. Hell yeah. That. I mean, she's already so tall that mm-hmm. I just assumed mm-hmm. that make was her, her make alien her form. Feet. Yeah. It's her <laughs> alien form. Mm-hmm. The red pumps. Yeah. Um, okay. Original Suspiria. Ready? Go. It's interesting. Fuck off. <laughs> God damn it. It's, it's dark. It's <laughs> complex. There's, it's, it's, it's interesting. The maggots are literally my biggest fear. Mm-hmm. Oh, the maggots. In my entire and I like how life. like they so quickly brush that off. They're like, literally. There are maggots. They literally. Oh, there was just there was just old produce in the attic. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. <laughs> like, what? It's oh. fine. Yeah. Copy that. Wait, so I was talking um off mic with Ben a little bit about this, but the debate of watching the original Italian version and the English version because oh, yeah. Ben told me, which I didn't know this, that in Jello Horror. For a while, they didn't record. No, sound. that was just Italian cinema. Italian, mm-hmm. okay. At all, they I mean, didn't record the sound. We talked about Rome sound. Open City on the show. Yeah, they never recorded oh, sound. It was just do. standard that they would dub it. I think I read on the IMDb that Jessica Harper recalled shooting scenes where you could still hear, where you could hear grips in the background mm-hmm. having a conversation. Oh, that's so funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, did you, which version did you watch for your? I don't know. I saw it at the Downton Independent, not to get too Was regional. Jessica Harper speaking English? Yes. So it was the English version. It was the English version. So that seems to be widely the version to watch. Yeah. And I, because I, because the... Is she speaking Italian? No. No. But it, the oh, official... So she's dubbed in the Italian. The official original is she's dubbed right. in Italian. Right. But then Argento was passionate about doing this English so you could hear Jessica Harper's very unique, specific, mm-hmm. singular, husky-like voice. I watched Deep Red in English as well because David Hemmings is British. So I And did, he's speaking English. I did Deep Red in this weird hybrid English Italian. Oh yeah, that's that's what I mean I watched because Okay. That, it does both. That version is an extended cut that is what Argento wanted, but it's not what was originally released. So they've the only thing that's dubbed in English is from the original release. Got it. And then... So half of it's in Italian. Blood and Black Lace, I watched in Italian. Oh, I watched it in an English dub. Nice. Which was sloppy it. as hell, that's and I loved every second of it. It's super... So I was watching the English dub with the English subtitles, and they were so, like, off Different. that I was like, I'm going to do Italian. But I'm probably going to rewatch it in an English dub. I was because like, you know what it probably is, is that it's literally translating what is being said in Italian, as opposed to when they dub it for English, it's made more specifically conversational. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you have the dubbing, a lot of options with our homework of ways to watch. Yeah. When I left Suspiria at the Downton Independent, there was this film bro and a lady, maybe it was a date, I, I took it as a date. And he was so psyched to make his point when the lights came up and we were walking out about how, (laughs) you know, it's a really good looking movie, but their mouths do not match what they're saying. And therefore it's, it's it's preposterous. It's like, Oh oh my my fucking God. How is this what you are taking away from the movie? She should have thrown him in front of a car. She agreed with them. Oh, well they should both go in front of cars. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Not to get too deep red. I honestly, this is not, 
a troll comment, I truly prefer it. And it's, I think it's because I watched a lot of Fellini growing up. The English like, dub? Just like the way that Ital- old Italian movies are a little bit off. I like All too. of them. And there's no like room tone. <laughs> Because they didn't record sound. Well, right. Deep Red. Right. I mean, may, I don't think it was my internet connection because the picture wasn't hiccuping or lagging or anything. But there are these gaps in sound between characters speaking, yeah. which would be a lack of room tone. Um, that's all. <laughs> and I really, li- I just uh, really like it. Red. It does. It's just like it makes me lean in a little closer. Yeah, I pay a little more attention. Yeah, mm-hmm. and 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 in the Blood and Black Lace. Um, copy I watched online on the it was available on some service on mm. Amazon um, I forgot that it was sloppily dubbed because I was so invested in the fact that it looks like fucking vertigo um, it's so brilliantly staged and, the, and it's having so much fun with its character introductions and, and where the camera like how the camera is um, apart from the dialogue scenes which are shot fairly statically but just like with the kills and, and with some of the sort of the tension and dread of it all the way the cameras moving around to mount that. Like I was just so invested in that, that by the time like the kills stopped for a second and we were just back on dialogue scenes, I was like, Oh yeah, no one's actually saying these things. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's interesting. Love it. I think it's interesting. I'm Good. trying to like remember which kill is in which movie at this yeah, point. Yeah. Cause they, they're, they, well, they're both very like I like they, the kill in the elevator when the necklace is just, oh like, the final kill her. that's very good that's the final kill isn't that it? is that's the and I like the killer killed. is the confused old woman who's like you're an you're an architect no you're a an engineer an engineer she keeps I'm a, asking yeah. if I'm he's a, an engineer I'm a pianist <laughs> <laughs> so how's the engineering going <laughs> I'm well I'm I play piano <laughs> so you have two. Like I don't have tools, but I do tickle the ivories. <laughs> Something that I love about the two Argento films I've seen, so just the ones we're talking about, Suspiria and Deep Red, is how fetishistically and what's the word? I mean, I mean, and just the inherent danger of mechanisms and like how he does these close-ups on piano wires and piano keys, and then in Suspiria, like the the sliding open the the sliding glass doors at the at the airport as like one piece like one one like sort of rod just slams into yeah. another one and the way that that mirrors in the mutilation um and and, and just like the it's funny I, I so when i was moderating at new fest last week there was a pretty interesting um uh it was very like Buñuelian zero but like it's sort of a horror-ish movie and there was a focus on like some gears on a, on a sliding door going back and forth. And I'm, I'm struggling to, I couldn't figure it out for that Q and A and I can't figure it out now, but it's just like something about the machinations mm-hmm. of, it's almost like the final destination movies, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Just like the dread of, of watching a machine work, which is what yeah. the movie is doing like narratively, structurally, but then also the kills themselves are built in a similar way. Yeah. Focusing on the small details, mm. the inherent the violence. Gears, I like when what's her name falls together. into just an unexplained field of metal coil. It's a trap. <laughs> was it not barbed wire, or was she? It was just... not barbed. I think it's supposed to be barbed yeah. wire. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. M- I mean, she was just tangled in metal. She was like, that. Ah. That moment kept me away from Suspiria for a long time. I so I'd seen. I had seen like the first 30 minutes of Suspiria in college because the Italian club was hosting a screening on Halloween or like around Halloween. And I was like with this guy that I was interested in and like his like 
acting bro friend. Mm. Great guys, great guys. But oh. I was looking forward to this Suspiria screening all week, and I was like more of a scaredy cat, like my freshman year of college. So I was like facing the fears. Um, and like after the first sequence, which is incredible, um, and then once we're sort of getting into the school, his friend like leaned to him. I guess he got a text and was like, hey, there's like a party going on like a couple blocks away. Like, let's go do that. And so because I was like in love with this guy, I was like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's fine. But then we had to like leave the theater. But what I was going to say, I'm just like sharing the anecdote. But I had read about Suspiria in high school. And I think in Empire Magazine. I oh, can't fuck, re- yeah. I can't remember. I think it was Empire Magazine. But they were describing like Who this. Who just named Avengers Infinity War as the best movie of 2018. Hell Thank yeah. you. I wouldn't read it now. Um, <laughs> they did like a list of the 500 greatest movies mm. back in 2008, I think. 2007 when I was... Uh, living in England and I like hand copied the list like onto loose leaf paper and nice. would just like check them off as I went nice. and I've looked at the list in the last year or so and it is like very film bro heavy like I think the Dark Knight it must well no Dark Knight wouldn't have been on the list because anyway I just remember Withnall and I was on that list <laughs> like fairly high oh, up that's um, and I'm like but you guys don't understand like it's very queer zero but I think in Empire Magazine like they were describing the kills in Suspiria and the idea of like someone getting tangled up in barbed wire was just too much for me to handle yeah. at 17 because it's always That's, so much scarier in your head. Right. Yeah, exactly. And I imagined it being much more... And I had like a scarring experience saying Saw like when I was oh. younger. And so I think right. I was thinking of Very, it as... That Saw. Saw, yeah. yeah. That's funny you say that you were like a little too scared to watch Suspiria because uh, I held off from watching Suspiria for a while because... Of like the movie's tagline from like the, the only 70s. thing scarier than the first seventy minutes is the last fifteen or whatever it is. Right. Yeah, right? It, the, uh, the only thing scarier than the last fifteen minutes are the first seventy, or and it's the other way around. Whatever, I don't know. Yeah, the version you said, the version you literally just said, um, and that like really freaked me out. I was like, oh my god, it's like gonna be so, it's gonna it's be the scariest. scariest movie of all time. So I like <laughs> avoided it for so long, and then you watch it, and it's like. I was not that scared. It's a fucking blast. Yeah. I, this and is... then, the, but but then you wa- you look at the tagline for like Blood and Black Lace or no, no, no. I think it was Deep Red. The tagline for Deep Red back in the day was like, when thing, when the blood starts to flow and the kills start, just remind yourself, it's just a movie. Oh, it's just a movie. So good. It's like, it's I, like you can't trust I, taglines from the 70s. We've I'm, seen way worse. I'm so mad at them. And and that the Suspiria tagline anyway was totally like stuck in my brain when I was uh-huh. younger. It's so frustrating that I'm only now watching these like in the last couple of days because like I said, like as a kid who grew up on Scooby-Doo where it, it's all built around a whodunit, it's built on like the environment of it all, it's built on like the guy in a mask. Um, I, I mean, this is, like I said, it's like psychedelic Scooby-Doo with yep. like super gory kills. But the thrill of Deep Red for me is like the the hidden clues of it all, the like un- under the plaster, yeah, the discovery, oh, and then, the plaster, and, and scene. then and then breaking back into the haunted house like after mm. hours, and and um and with Blood and Black Lace, which I'm convinced is just one of the best movies ever made. Like Ben hasn't seen it yet, and now I feel bad that I'm hyping. But uh, wait till you watch it, is, it, Ben. It is just such an effective film noir on top of everything else, and not just in the shadows, but. I'm actually thankful you're here and having not seen it because I was struggling whether or not to spoil anything on this episode. Because I imagine a lot of people, for you know, for the viewers, for the this is a visual medium. It is Um, one day, but there there are elements that remind me so much of Double Indemnity. Mm. um, Just the the um, 
you know, just like the petty, well, not, it's not petty crime, it's murder, <laughs> but just like the, just like soaking in the salaciousness of the, of, of the criminality and the murder of it all is just total, total film noir. And it's, a, I mean, it's, it reminds me so much of Vertigo and it reminds me so much of Douglas Sirk movies. And it's also just like a beautifully plotted whodunit and the mm-hmm. kills are upsetting. And it's only like four years after Psycho and it is so yeah. extreme. And it's a tight 90. It's a tight 90, honey. Uh, Side note, I watched mm-hmm. Robert Wise's The Haunting the other day. Good, bad movie. <laughs> Good, bad movie. It's really weird, but I was just like, he's just trying to do Psycho, like, visually. It is very just like, huh. Down to, mm. like, the, I mean, the queerness of it. Yeah. Which is ultimately, like, why, I what did I give The Haunting on Letterboxd? I'd probably give it three or three and a half. And it's because I love, I find the queer aspects of it to be so subversive. It is really exciting to watch a woman tell another woman that you were nature's mistake. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm. As, as mm. you know, a confessional, but kind of a come on at the yeah. same time. It's like just, I'm, 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 it's like Carol. It's like how, how two women in this era are able to tell each other. Like I am into women. Yeah. It was very, very interesting. It was deliciously bad. Uh, it was, it was a very fun watch, but I was like, also was just like, why is the camera where the camera is right now? Another movie, another one. Another one. It's not. It's not the innocence, you know. It's, no. In, and I was expecting the innocence when mm. I saw it for the first time. In terms of camera work, I think the innocence is like top ten best shot movies of all time, or up there. Have, anyway. I mean, up there anyway. It's just so good. It's just great. I was watching the haunting. Like, well, this is no Deborah Carr performance. <laughs> Correct. Hmm. Hmm. Academy Award loser Deborah Carr, <laughs> seven-time Academy Award loser, however many she got nominated for, it was a ton. Doesn't matter because she didn't win any. Was Just watch, like Was watching the plaster scene in Deep Red for you guys like watching those soap videos? No, oh, oh. I finally watched some soap videos. Very satisfying. No. It, when it, he peels away with his nails, it's very like, stupid. I didn't watch like these glass. movies critically at all, so I'm just like. I have nothing. Oh, they're just fucking fun. I know. Yeah, you don't need it. It's like they were bright and beautiful. And they I love German expressionism. Tot- yes, absolutely. You know? Yes. It's, it is a, it's a new German expressionism with color. What with you, color. What do you mean you weren't watching with it critically? Color. Yeah, that's critical, Speaking of baby. German films, I mean, I don't want to jump back into the other Suspiria, but um, I, I saw Fassbender and Vogue. Can you believe that movie takes place right across from a Berlin Wall that's neon? A neon Berlin Wall? Can you believe? The the famous neon corridor. (laughs) Can you believe the Berlin Wall is right there? (laughs) Color palette reminds me of Marriage of Maria Braun. That's all I was going to say. Not the inside of a diaper? Mm. These things are not mutually exclusive. No, it definitely... I've heard a lot of people talk about Fassbender. Well, and... and, Yes, I've seen Fassbender. The reason why I say that I read it in reviews is I don't mean to say that when I was watching the movie, I was having an organic like Marriage of Maria Mm. Braun Mm -hmm. reference, but... It it did like th- there's just something about like the the muted like East Berlin East West Berlin like Cold War thing, um, and the and the grappling with the past of it all, which Marriage of Maria Braun is dealing mm-hmm. with. Like once I saw Fassbender interview, I was like, oh, that's what I that's that where maybe your that brain maybe maybe that's where my brain was going. Yeah, there it is. There and there you are. Well, I think we're done. That's <laughs> <laughs> fine. <laughs> <laughs> Any um, final thoughts on Suspiria? The I, 1977 Suspiria? Blood and blood is lace in black <laughs> or deeper red? Any thoughts? Final moments? Two thoughts. 
I think if the original Suspiria is an adventure, the second Suspiria is more of a soul searching. Mm. Oh. And more importantly, even mm. though its director would disagree because she does not believe, she did not believe that this is what the film was about. I do think that the new Suspiria gets at the idea of the prison of womanhood, similarly to mm. Sean Dealman. Nice. Well, this has been another rousing, ravenous, exquisite, <laughs> sublime, interesting episode. Dark, complicated, <laughs> layered episode of Movies IMO. Again, we are your favorite film faggots. I'm Brandon Kirby. Where are you on the internet? At BK Kirby. I'm Ben Ember. You can find me at Real Todd Haynes. I'm Daniel Crook. I'm at Daniel Crook with three O's. Tomorrow is the election. Oh, I yeah. trust that everyone listening to this will be voting. Has voted by the time it's out. What comes out on Monday? But if you're listening to this on election Sorry, day, I'm bad at time travel. <laughs> but if you're listening to it on Tuesday, pause with... Three minutes to go. <laughs> you can finish it later. <laughs> go to your local polling place. Run. Cast a vote for they the Democrat. They close at eight. Run. Save uh, us from fascism. If you're in line, by the time the polling place closes, they have to let you vote. Don't let them turn you away. Punch them in the fucking face and be like, Stab I have a right to throat. be here with a... Hook them with, with a, your hook. Hook them mm-hmm. with that hook in your pocket. Mm. Uh, <laughs> next week, we are talking about... Burnting! Lee Chang Dong's Burnting. Ooh, that hurt. It's burning. Possibly my favorite movie of the year. I can't fucking wait to see this movie. Can't fucking wait. Okay. And as I predicted, I told you already, I think it could be your favorite movie of the year. I can't wait. But not mine? It's just so very specifically a Brandon movie to me. Oh, I love hearing that. Mm. We're talking, mm. what the, what's the homework if anyone wants to watch along? We're talking about Lee Chang Dong's other feature films, including Poetry, Oasis, and Secret Sunshine. So mm. follow along with his two and a half hour films. <laughs> but such an efficient delivery of those two and a half hour films. Should I say it again slower? Say it again faster. Oasis, Secret Sunshine, Poetry, fuck off. Burning. <laughs> Burning. Blah, blah. Um, I don't know when burning is expanding. I don't really know either. But because these are two and a half hour movies, you can do the opposite of what we're doing, which is cramming all four of them. (laughs) And I think we record in like three, four days. You get to have, if you, if burning, if burning is not in your uh, local cineplex and you get a little more time. It will get there. It will get there. Just you have a little more time to watch the films. Yes. Watch his other films. They're all Mm. very long. And then watch Burnting. All right, well, oh, rate us five stars on on iTunes and tell us. What man do you want Tilda Swinton to play next? Or like Pizza Monster. (laughs) There are plenty of Pizza Monsters who you need to see on screen. Which inanimate object do you want Tilda Swinton to embody. Oh, wait. Clock. I have a really good I have a really good <laughs> a candlestick. One time I had a dream. <laughs> really? That was it was a very Was there hair in the toilet? It was a very erotic dream. <laughs> and Hugh Dancy and I mm. were in my bedroom. Was this during the Hannibal and, era? Yes. And he 
grabbed me by the legs Ugh. and it was like an itchy and scratchy from the Simpsons episode. Oh, it just became non-sexual. He, no, but it's it remained sexual. He like flung me into the ceiling fan and I died. <laughs> <laughs> that like really reminds me of a Jalo horror. <laughs> it's just like the inventive death, the inventive gruesome death. And then afterwards, everyone was like, head. It was like it was like he whipped me up, and I was just like, <laughs> and the fan was made of knives. Yes. Into <laughs> the ceiling, like, and then the next scene, Ben's friend, <laughs> Ben's Slice. friend is just pleading with the head of the fashion institute, the head of the police department, just being like. <laughs> Where's Ben? No one's talking about where Ben went. And they're like, okay, calm the fuck down. We have like 70 more minutes of this movie to get to. He's a terrorist. Yeah. He became a terrorist. And then they find, over it. Then they finally find half of my body hanging from the ceiling where it got stuck. And then Tilda Swinton is like, it's what he would have preferred. <laughs> we did it. We're done. The winner is Jane Fonda. Thank you. Thank you very much, members of the Academy, and thank all of you who applauded. There's a great deal to say, and I'm not going to say it tonight. I would just like to really thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs>